show about creativity, productivity, doing what you love, and making money. We're your hosts. I'm Isabel. And I'm Ralph. Welcome to episode two. About, well, last week we said it would be about routines. Um, and so we are women of our word, and we are going to talk about routines, but with the lens of having your routine disrupted by getting laid off oh no <laughs> uh but first how are you as well i am okay and by okay i mean just okay oh my god i've been sick this week <laughs> and you know what that you know what being sick does to your routine oh yeah, yeah. you do oh, nice. nothing you literally just lay down all of the time yeah well it becomes your new routine that's interesting yeah yeah i know what it's like to be like a cat yeah. <laughs> it immediately yeah. softened. That's great. <laughs> um, other than that, summer has hit Chicago. Mm, mm-hmm. You're in a tank top. Our listeners I am in a tank top, yeah. and everyone in Chicago is not wearing sleeves. And if they are, they don't belong here. UPS drivers are in shorts now. It's very hot. But yeah, I don't know. Just hanging out, enjoying the patio weather. It is probably warmer in Chicago than it is here in LA, actually. So I know because that. you look cold. I know. Well, I'm I'm in my apartment in a closet, and this is like an army jacket, so I look like I'm waiting for the. You're hiding in a bunker. Yeah, it looks like I'm hiding in. Uh, well, I mean, you know, the, the walls are sort of apartment white, so it doesn't quite. Look, it's not like bare concrete, you know, but right, just. Because the walls don't look bare concrete is the only reason that I don't look like I'm in a bunker. I'll try to get better lighting in here, too. Yeah, for the viewers. Yeah, for the viewers. It probably looks like you're talking to a shadow. Okay. <laughs> well, then, do you tell us about your exciting news. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, about a week ago, uh, I was not totally unexpectedly laid off. If you are in the corporate world long enough, I guess you can sort of start to see the signs that they're about to do a restructuring. Um, so for us, it was a, a, a big change in the vision of the company. So just last year, we were more of a user experience design shop. And now the focus is more on branding and marketing and advertising. So kind of a, you know, a significant shift. and more people were being brought on and other people were being let go. And it felt like, so we, we, I think I said this last time, but we're spread across three offices and it felt like it was our office's turn to see some layoffs. Mm. Um, and so that ended up being the UX pract- practitioners in that office. So it's not great suddenly losing your job, but at least it wasn't a total surprise. Uh, and thankfully I was a little bit better prepared for it than I, I think I would have been had I not gone through it before. And I would like to share how one might prepare for a potential layoff, um, in the future. How does that sound? Yes, please. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so the first thing might be the most obvious thing. It's actually pretty good for not just, it's good for everybody. I mean, save money, right? So this is something that I kind of picked up when I was freelancing a couple of years ago, because as a freelancer, you chase work and sometimes you don't always get steady work. 
So mm-hmm. it's good to have a bunch of savings as a buffer zone. So I think at minimum three months, six months feels, but like the more you can save, the better you'll feel. And that really came into play this time around because I had a decent amount of savings. And when they finally announced that we were getting laid off, I was like, oh, it it actually felt like a vacation almost. <laughs> I mean, because uh, uh, I'd just come off of a couple of difficult projects and it's like, oh, great. <laughs> Suddenly I'll yeah. have a lot of free time. It was a nice break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it felt like a break. And I think that there's no way I would have had that perspective had I not saved up the amount of money that I did. I should also add that I do not have dependents. So I don't, I, I mean, except for like my cat. And I haven't told him actually. So, <laughs> you know, let's, let's not um, worry him unnecessarily. <laughs> He's 12. I don't think he'll understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> having no kids and having a decent amount of money makes it uh, a pretty stress-free mm-hmm. experience. Um, okay, so the next thing that I think is helpful is just keeping in touch with people. I think when people tell you to network, it sounds skeezy, you know, but it's actually just kind of healthy to maintain relationships and meet people that you find interesting. I mean, there's, there's a sense that maybe you could be valuable to them and they could be valuable to you in the future, but I wouldn't even really focus on that. I think just keep good people in your life and, and keep in touch with them. Well, the concept of networking, it sounds really dry. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds gross. It doesn't, it doesn't sound personal. Yeah. At best it sounds dry. At worst it sounds gross. Right. But you're you're talking in terms of people over the like keeping in touch with people over the course of the years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, like checking in on certain people. Uh like one of my friends has she puts out a newsletter, right? Um it's kind of it's a couple of my friends put out newsletters that are oriented to their business and uh if one of them says something that I think is is really that resonates with me a lot or I just think is really funny, I'll reach out to them like I'll say like hey that was great I liked it a lot Mm. or I'll share it and you know just kind of and I generally I genuinely like these things right like the things that I respond to so I'm not I'm not trying to kiss ass or anything or like have this empty interaction right Uh, it's just I think that they appreciate it and it gives me an opportunity to just say hi which is nice right which I think is a good thing to to keep up socially because you never know who knows somebody if time comes and you need some help yeah um, yeah yeah. it's nice to keep that door open and be like hey how's it going yeah totally and i mean i think i felt weirder about it when i was in my 20s but i think what i've come to now is that it helps to think about it in the reverse too it's like it's nice to hear from certain people occasionally and if they ever came into a spot like i am in now mm-hmm. um, you would definitely try to help them you know right yeah. Uh, so it's it's the same thing. It's exactly what they would do if they were in your shoes. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So the next one is to, if you have a website or some kind of online presence, keep that up to date as you go. Because if you get laid off, especially if you're not in a great em- emotional or mental place, mm-hmm. it's like the worst time to try to update anything right. on website or portfolio. And especially if you have to maintain a portfolio because with a, perf- a portfolio, it's difficult sometimes to remember all of the work that you've done over the past year or year and a half. And even if you don't actually update the portfolio, 
maybe write a little summary about the work that you did, what the project was about, what the outcomes were, and save some of the, the main assets, so some of the, the main imagery from it, or if, it, if it's something that was like a, let's say, some of the stuff that I do are workshops, right? So you don't really get a nice website homepage or something that you can put on your portfolio. Mm. But uh, we will have taken photos in the workshop. And so you can use that to sort of help tell the story uh, in a case study or something like that. So just mm. save assets and summaries as you go. And then I'll make updating your portfolio or website easier. Um, when the time comes or just like update, like getting in the habit of updating it. And that'll, that'll probably save you a massive headache later on. Right. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So this one was a new one for me. And so I don't know if actually I mentioned this earlier, but a few of us were laid off at the same time. So it was about three of us. Mm. Um, and my, one of my colleagues nudged me to start backing up my data when we felt like the layoffs were, were coming. So I I have most of my stuff in Google Drive and Dropbox. And Google actually has a really nice, easy tool. It's kind of like two clicks to back up your stuff. And I think it's called takeout, one word, dot google.com. Hmm. And so that allowed me to download all my email and a, a bunch of stuff in Google Drive. And the stuff in Google Drive was really just the stuff that I own. So you know how like, if I create a document, or if you create a document and you add me to it, I don't know that it would have downloaded that document for me automatically. So that's kind of where it's not so great. Uh-huh. Uh, but everything that you created, it will it will download. So that was nice. And then I had to go through Dropbox to sort of manually and look through all the projects that I was on and get the stuff that, that I wanted sort of like one by one, which wasn't as great. But it took, I think, all in all, a couple of hours, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would recommend doing that maybe for the data. I would probably actually do it. Maybe you can make it a routine. Hey, we are talking <laughs> about routines um, and do that along with your portfolio updates. So whenever you wrap a project, maybe just get all of the artifacts from that project while you're compiling stuff to put in your portfolio. So then it's all kind of in one shot and then you can, you don't have to worry about it anymore, essentially. Right. Uh, for the email stuff, I mean, maybe doing something like an email archive once a quarter isn't a bad idea, or after you've had sort of like a key good or bad conversation with a client or colleague, because that's something that you'll want to that you'll want to save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's. I think that was like my my biggest learning was just being better about getting my data out. And then the last tip that I have for how to prepare before you get laid off is keep your employment documents handy. So all the stuff that you signed when you first signed up with a company, uh, make sure that's all in one file that is easily accessible and not on your company's cloud. Mm. Uh, So make sure you have that um, somewhere where you will remember where it is because you might want to reference some of that stuff later on. As you're exiting? As you're exiting, yeah. And that's all I have for before you get laid off. Wow. That's a lot of tips. <laughs> that, that was yeah. really good. That was a lot. Yeah. That was like five tips. Oh, wow. Was it yeah, five tips? Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a handful, you guys. <laughs> a handful of tips. No, before uh, you go. Do you want to know what you should do after you found out that you've been laid off? I would like to know specifically what you have done. <laughs> oh, and nice. then we can go into what I, I guess I, what everybody else has done. But, you know, 
So when I got laid off, my company CEO and our our HR person invited me to a they sent me a calendar invite. They didn't say like um, in the notes, like you're getting laid off. It was just, you know, you kind of know. Was it like a brunch? Yeah, it looked like a brunch. <laughs> I showed up with mimosas and I was sorely disappointed. <laughs> it was face to face, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think the minimum of what they, you know, what people should do if you're going to lay someone off is meet them face to face. And we got in, we were in our, our office. We work out of a WeWork and I, I hugged them both. Because, you know, we all kind of knew what this was about. Mm. And we had a glass of whiskey. And yes. we, uh, I think there are some things that they are legally obligated to tell you when they're laying you off. Mm. Um, so we went through that stuff. And then we just shared some memories. Like, oh, it's been, you know, it's been a good time. Right. Um, so so that was actually really pleasant. It was, it was really good. That is really nice. You had like a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably won't be everyone's layoff experience. So I feel like I, I kind of looked out. So you had your meeting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you had a drink, and you, you shared some memories. Yep. And then did you put all your stuff in one of I those have any cardboard boxes? I kn- no. I mean, if I... Did you if, steal things? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> um, and I am legally not permitted to say that I have. <laughs> uh, I because of our office situation, like we just have the the WeWork office. It's not uh-huh. even. It's more like a place to host clients. It's not even really a workspace. Oh, so I just brought my laptop in, and I would take my laptop home. And it was my laptop, not the company's laptop, so I still have it. It's mm-hmm. actually what I'm using right now. To, oh. you know. So nope, no putting stuff in a cardboard box, no stiff upper lip as you walk past your colleagues. It was all uh-huh. like, I don't know anybody else in this WeWork. Actually, no. Okay. So one of my colleagues and I were fired on the same day. So I went first and then he went second. And then we went out for drinks. As uh, you should. As, as you should. And that was nice. It was actually a, a really nice uh, afternoon. And then that was the beginning of my fun employment week. Uh-huh. So that actually happened in the middle of the week. But even before I got laid off, because I kind of got the sense that it was coming, I started looking for jobs. So I have an interview in a few days, actually. Hey, look at that. Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've been kind of, my portfolio was in a decent place by the time I got laid off. So I've just kind of been looking for typos and making sure that it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Polishing up my LinkedIn profile kind of poking around at different job sites. So for designers, dribble.com slash jobs is a good one. LinkedIn jobs is actually pretty good. And the nice thing about LinkedIn is it automatically tells you how, if at all, you are connected to someone in the company. Nice. So that's been helpful. Glassdoor is pretty good. And the thing that I like about Glassdoor is that you can filter job openings for how how many stars a company has so you know how they do reviews on glassdoor right previous or current employees can review the company i have limited all of my search results to companies that are only four stars and up right four out of five so they should be pretty good that's Um, good mm -hmm. Uh, so that's been good and yeah there oh there's also i think it's called remoteok.com which is jobs that allow you to work completely remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been pretty good. And you can get design jobs, development jobs. I think there are maybe non-tech roles as well. So like if you 
Like if you're a copywriter or more of an admin kind of person or even like customer service stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you can find that stuff there. So that's that's kind of nice for contract work and things to tide you over if you don't find a full-time job or don't want a full-time job anytime soon. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to have that uh, availability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the great thing about that is you can decide when you want to work and when you don't want to work. Or you can work like a maniac for, you know, 80 hours one week and then do absolutely nothing for the next two or something, you know? Right. Yeah. So are we are we excited about the future? Yeah, actually. Are we more excited than nervous? <laughs> um, <sighs> that's, that's funny that you say that. Um, so let's actually get into what to do after you get laid off. All right. Because I will get to that towards the end. So the first thing that you want to do is make sure that you take time to review any severance documents that you've been given. So the thing about severance that I'm not sure if everyone's clear about is that it's in its simplest form. It's an exchange of money, hopefully, or some other sort of value Mm. in exchange for you waiving your rights to sue them or say anything disparaging about the company to your former co-workers. So you're essentially getting paid some way so that they don't have this legal or personnel headache later. Mm. So you don't actually have to sign anything, which is a plus. Uh, if you don't sign anything, you don't get the severance check. though. But they also are under no obligation to give you anything if they fire you. Um, right because most places are at-will employers. Also, so when you do get your severance documents, you don't have to sign anything as soon as they hand it to you. Or Okay, so people under 40 get seven days to review their documents, typically, Mm -hmm. I think, by law. If you're over 40, you get 21 days. So definitely take advantage of that. I have a question. Um, Yes, Isabel. Does Does it entail haggling? Can you oh. haggle your severance? Step number two, if you get severance <laughs> and you do not feel that it is adequate, please ask for more. So yeah, you definitely can. Uh, and I think it depends on your relationship with the employer. Obviously, they don't have to give you anything, so they definitely don't have to give you more. But right. I think you can make a decent argument based on things like past performance or suddenness, the job market. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you have three kids and one of them is very, very ill, you know, like it it depends on your personal circumstance and it depends on how generous you think they might be. But I feel like there's no harm in very delicately asking for more. Definitely. But if you ask, will they be able to recant their offer? (laughs) Like, can you ruin it? They, I mean, they might. I I feel like most of the people that you're going to be talking to are also human beings who do not want to have to be assholes. And, right. and maybe even just at the very least don't want to be seen as assholes. Mm-hmm. So use it to your advantage and <laughs> talk to them in a way that is that is human. Try to build empathy, I guess, is your best bet. Gotcha. Yep. So this next tip ties back to things that you should do before you get laid off. But now is a good time to start reaching out to people in your network. Personally, I, I like to do this individually. So reach out to people, let them know what your situation is, but don't just say like, Hey, I'm looking for a job. Um, you might want to give at least a little bit of an update about what you've been doing. Like in, for me, the work that I'd been doing at Drawn was very different from the work that I'd been doing 
both as a freelancer and then also as a product designer at Findery. So when I reached out to people, I told them about how I still do user experience and user interface design, but I also facilitate workshops. I run design sprints because even if you post that kind of stuff on social media, they might not have seen it. They might not, you know, remember. So it's always good to sort of give, I would say, maybe two sentences of highlights for what you do and what you're looking for. Right. And that'll help. Just don't go reach out to your network with nothing but an ask. Give them some information too. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so here, here is where I am now going to answer your question about what this next phase feels like. So tip number one, two, three, four is <laughs> feel your feelings, good or bad. Like go ahead and, you know, you should process them. You shouldn't sit on them and try to be productive. Feel your feelings, but also think about what you could do next. So that's kind of the perspective that I've been taking with this is a lot of times you'll hear stories about people who have been laid off and it is literally the best thing that's ever happened to them. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we get stuck in these jobs that feel, you know, good or, or okay or fine. And there's nothing internally, there's nothing that will get us to move out of those jobs except something like a layoff when maybe it's a good time for you to try something new or try something else or something better. Um, right. Maybe it's and, that push that you actually needed. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like I'd been with John for a little over two years and I think, yeah, you know, this was good. I think this was, this was good timing. I feel like I, I'd gotten what I could have gotten out of being at that company and I wasn't really into doing agency work anymore. Mm. So what I'm looking for now is the chance to be on an in-house product team again, because I had a lot of fun with Findery. So yeah, taking this as an opportunity to look at this part as being a new chapter, in a sense. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we do when we talk to our clients about the things that are wrong with their website or their app, we pick out the, you know, what we call pain points. But we always try to frame those pain points as opportunities. And so this is this is kind of the same thing. It sounds so much better when you say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then the last ones are really just about self-improvement. So now that you've got some time, and I know that looking for a job can also be its own kind of full-time job. But if you can, and I think you should, take a couple of hours away from the search to work on some side projects that you've had brewing or learn some new skills. I would also highly recommend now that you have the time exercise, you know, even if it's just going for a walk, going for a hike, because that will improve the way that you feel. It'll improve how you sound when you talk to interviewers. It will make you happier when you wake up in the morning. There's zero downside and a ton of upsides. So work on side projects, learn new skills and exercise. And that's it. Now you are prepared for being laid off. And I, I hope, I sort of hope that some of you do get laid off, but not, you know, I don't want to wreck your lives, but it, if you do, you, get, you have yeah. all these tips. <laughs> you have all these tips. You have five tips before and five tips after. Technically. Okay. So that last Self-improvement tip was three-ish. But it was self-improvement. But it was, okay, fine. Okay, so five before and five after, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was actually really informative for me, and I don't expect to be laid off <laughs> um, currently because <laughs> yeah, I work at my family's be. business. 
So, uh, you know, awkward. I feel like I would know. <laughs> and it's like not corporate. So it's fine. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. So it's like your family business, but also you're self-employed. So either circumstance, if you get laid off, something is very, very wrong. Yeah. I laid myself off. You That's possible. Saw, you should have seen that coming. <laughs> it was my decision. <laughs> well, I hope you did it nicely. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't do it. I'm not laid off. Okay. Yay. Don't worry. <laughs> or should you be? No. Um. Uh. Well, yeah. Well, everyone, tell us what you think. Yeah. Have, um. Have any of you been laid off unexpectedly? Or expectedly? <laughs> well, and if you have, um, either unexpectedly or expectedly, uh, what did you do? Yeah. But also, and more importantly, would you like to hire Laurel? <laughs> she just offered all of her great qualities and everything she's done. Um, I know I would. Thank you. Thank <laughs> if I had a position for you, I'm sorry, I don't. Um, but if you do and you are interested, email us at workingclassyshow at gmail.com. Subject, subject I would love to hire yeah, you. Perfect. Yeah, this is great. Or this is actually the real reason that I wanted to do this podcast is promoting the job last. <laughs> <laughs> or find us on Instagram and Twitter at working underscore classy. Or Facebook.com slash working classy show. And now it's time to check in on our challenges. We in the previous episode we did call these our challenges of the week, I believe. Um and it they're not weekly challenges because these are things that are very important to us. So they will actually be um our forever challenge. Well, I was gonna go by the month, but maybe maybe these are forever and we will check in on each other with these challenges till the day we die. <laughs> till the day but, we die. Well, the days we die. How do you say that? Because I don't think we're going to die at the same time, but we might. I don't know. I'd like that. That would be great. But not in like a bad way. <laughs> like of old age. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> uh, so, Isabel, your challenge was to draw for an hour every day. And how did that go? Well, I did not draw every single day. However, the days that I did draw, I did it for oh, well over an hour. Oh, okay. And I was like really yeah. consistent with it. And it felt really awesome because once I was in the zone, I was in the zone. Yay! And y- you've had a lot come up recently. <laughs> so dare I ask, how was your challenge? <laughs> okay. So my challenge was to write for an hour every day. And I didn't write the things that I expected to be writing. but I did write things like cover letters and (laughs) case study summaries. So I'm going to take that as a yes. That counts as writing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That counts as writing. Good, good. (laughs) Um, Is there there anything that you feel that you would change for continuing this challenge next week? You know, it's easier to do the challenge when I have a specific thing that I'm trying Mm. to draw. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm trying, or... I don't just like a design or like a concept, uh, sure. some some specific project. Doodling is cool, but it's really hard to continue to doodle for more than an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah you that's know, true. it's it's the the goal is to doodle to the point where I figure out what it is that I want to make, and then from there that takes X amount of hours. But that holds my attention so much more mm-hmm. than just like let me just doodle random things here and there. Yeah, no, that's true. I need I need a specific thing. Do you you keep like an idea notebook, right? Like you have a um yeah, I have several. 
Yeah. Okay. Just a lot of stuff. And I actually do have a lot of projects on the line. So I, I've just been doodling in between multiple projects going okay. back and forth. If something yeah. doesn't work, I just change it all together. Oh, okay. Oh, jump, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump yeah. to a different project and be like, well, I'll work on this one for now. I think I think what I would like to do is get more consistent about the time of day where I do my writing. Mm-hmm. When I first started doing this, I was doing it pretty consistently right after we made coffee in the morning, which felt great. When I had finished that hour, like it felt like I'd accomplished the main thing that I wanted to get done that day. Like, have you heard that thing um, where people recommend that you pick three things that you would like to do every day? Like, you can't have a huge to do list. They recommend. Um, limiting it. it pretty yeah keeping it pretty small and so if one of my three every day is just doing this hour of writing and getting that mm-hmm. done almost first thing in the morning that makes the rest of my day feel and go so much better mm-hmm. do you feel accomplished yeah 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 okay so tune in next week to see how we're doing with our challenges the next week we will be talking about routines <laughs> that have not gone awry by any outside circumstances or such as i don't know can i get laid off again i don't know off? Tune in next week to see if Burrell gets laid off again. (laughs) (laughs) An an interesting twist of events. Oh my God. We promise it'll be great because we do love routines and they're really useful and we can get a lot out of them. Yep. Yep. And lastly, to close us out, Isabel, what is our tip of the week? Our tip nugget of the week. I would like to make a a sound for that if we can eventually. (laughs) That sounds gross. That's not what I meant by that. Um, okay. So my tip it, nugget is that you should sign yourself up or like follow something that gives you free inspiration. Mm-hmm. For example, Lorel, you had been writing a lot and you did the whole national writing month challenge. I wouldn't say I did the whole thing because I don't right. have a novel now, but yes, but it was Good like point. a lot of people were doing it and it was a thing. And so it kind of sparked you into like, let me just do this for a little bit. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And so I just recently, I've been drawing off of Lauren Holmes' homework assignments on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And you can also see other people, like if you follow the hashtag, you can see the designs other people are doing, but you get a prompt every week. Mm -hmm. And like these little things, and these are all free inspirational things that you can follow and keep up with other people that you can kind of like practice and hone your craft. And it's not not as dry as like, I'm going to force myself to write this distinctive thing that I figured out. If you're kind of in the air and you're just looking to be creative, find something that's kind of the goal is to build community and see what you can get on with. Oh, that's a great tip. Thank you. Yes. And that's our show. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.